My name is Chris Greenspawn, and you're listening to The Vacuum Seal. This episode's guest is Ray Sanchez. He's co-singer in Causa and the co-founder of Scum. I've worked with people like Martin Crudo, um, Alice Bag, Seth Bogart, like people who I've idolized in my upbringing in punk and being queer. Scum is a monthly queer POC punk club. Ray is one of the promoters and DJs, in addition to his friend Rudy Garcia. I kind of was like that token queer boy where, like, you can be gay, but you can't be gay in front of me. An open queer culture wasn't staring him in the face during his upbringing in East L.A., at least not at first. His entrance to the gay world was through tea parties. A tea party is basically like a backyard flyer party. Like there's like Nas balloons and party crews, but it's just like strictly gay. And it's like a younger crowd. So like it's kind of like going to a gig and seeing a band, but you're seeing drag queens. Like it's mind blowing. Can you tell me about the first one you went to? <laughs> the first one I went to is with my friend Forbidden. It was a flawless victory party in Bell Gardens, and um, I'm familiar with parties and stuff, so I was like, yeah, whatever, it's just another party. We walk in, and there's, like, the first drag queen I ever seen, she was, like, huge, like, 300 pounds, and, like, crazy. She was bald, and her eyebrows were to, like, the back of her head, and I was just like, oh, my God, what the fuck is this? Like, can we do this every weekend kind of thing? So, yeah, it's it's insane. Like, it's honestly a culture shock. I want to see some face. His next queer scene was Arena Nightclub on Santa Monica Boulevard. It's not there anymore. At the time, it was an all-ages gay club, which is, like, insane because I don't think, like, I've ever heard or imagined such a thing. And um, going to Arena, it was crazy. Like, it was a huge, huge, like, two-story club, and it was insane. Like, there was multiple rooms. It was wild as fuck really young kids in drag there was drag queens of all ages like every ethnicity every size it was just it was mind-boggling like i really felt at home for the first time except no one hit on him because his hair was long he was wearing a band shirt the next week i remember i was like fuck this like i finally found like where i belong so i like shaved my head off i did my eyebrows and like I came back and everyone was like, oh my God, who the fuck are you? Like, you're so hot, blah, blah, blah. You should be from my crew. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> what crew? Um, oh, I was from multiple crews, but um, the crew I could honestly say that like really adopted me and did the most for me was HOE, which stood for hating on everyone. At the time, it was like, it was a small crew. There was like seven people that were like the most known, outrageous looking drag queens in the scene. So like I had people like Intro and Extra and Miss Martin. They were like big wigs in the fucking scene at the time. So like it wasn't even though they didn't wear wigs, they were like big wigs in the scene. So it was a really cool like family type experience. Like, you know, for the first time, somebody was educating me on like safe sex and uh they would throw me like birthday parties take me out on dinners like whatever like you know kind of like things your family would do but it was like a queer family and who doesn't want to be rolling with like the best bitches in the scene you know it's really cool like nobody fucked with you because like your mom was lady intro what sanchez was getting from his queer family were things that he missed out on in his upbringing 
but it was still something he had to seek out on his own time wherever he could find it. He spent too many years being afraid. Being afraid of what? Being afraid of being openly gay and brown and punk all at the same time, you know? Like, you're constantly told that if you're Latino that you can't be gay, and if you're gay, you can't be punk, and if you're punk, you can't be gay. It's just like, who the fuck said so? Maybe it's just like my upbringing and like this gangster-ass family and stuff in the hood. Like, you know, I kind of was always just kind of told to shut up. People, I understand they're trying to protect me, but at the same time, I feel really oppressed. Like, I'm not getting to showcase who I really am and all the great things that, like, I have to offer, and it's time for me to shine. In late 2015, he started DJing with Rudy Garcia, and they would go on to create Club Scum in February 2016. When they met, Ray had been working on an Instagram project called Noche de Jotear that covered tea parties and hood queerness. Through Noche de Jotear, I started creating zines and stuff, and uh, eventually everyone's like, hey, like, do you know Rudy? I was like, no, I don't know Rudy. They're like, you should really get together with him. Like, everything that you're putting out sounds like something Rudy would definitely have related to or, like, you know, is a part of. So I was like, yeah, fuck it, let me find this Rudy person. So I found Rudy, and uh, he was a part of Maricon Collective at the time, and I was like, okay, I've heard of Maricon Collective, cool. So I sent him a zine, you know, I got in contact with him, I sent him a zine, and I made, like, this mixtape and stuff. I was like, cool, let me send it to this guy. Months pass, and I'm like, okay, I haven't heard back, let me hit this guy up. And I'm like, hey, like, have you heard my stuff? And he's like, no, not yet. And then, like couple months more passed and I'm like hey what's going on like it's just me again I want to know if you like you know check my stuff out and he's like you know what let me get back to you so he hits me back up and he's like you know I checked your stuff out he's like we need to meet I was like oh cool like yeah let's meet so um we get together we have lunch and stuff at this really old uh, Astro's diner and stuff it's really fancy well not fancy but it felt really cute the town I live in is and um so we get together and we're just like talking for hours and we're just like, wow, like we should really get together and on like working out an event. So he's like, I DJ this, uh, this I think it was monthly. Uh, it was like Akbar. It was just called Mixtape. So um, he invited me out. I showed up. I invited all my friends and everybody I knew. I was like, yo, like it's my first gig. Come through. When was this? This was in December of 2015. So... We did this event together. It was a huge success. There was a whole bunch of like brown, queer, like fabulous people just having a great ass time. And uh, it was a one night only thing. So, you know, within the next two weeks, we were getting constant like messages and people were like hitting us up, like, you know, all the time. And they're just like, well, when's the next one? When's the next one? We're like, oh, this was a one time thing, like shit. So, me and Rudy meet again, and we're just like, dude, like, we're getting, like, hella response. Like, we need to create something. Everyone's like, there is nothing brown and queer like that and punk all together. Like, so we're just like, let's start something. So um, I grew up in East L.A., and there's this bar in Montebello called Chico. And, like, you know, if you grew up in that area, it was, like, a constant joke if you were gay or maybe if you were like a little femme or whatever but like they're just like oh like you grew up in chico like you live at chico it was just like that spot like you know like you're gay so um i was like let's reclaim that space and at the time rudy was already doing a night there and um it's funny because like i would go but i didn't know it was his night because i lived like five minutes away so we're just like let's try it at chico so we're like okay like it has to be queer it has to be punk 
it has to be brown or at least, you know, POC. So we start like fishing through names and we're like, it has to sound gross. It has to sound scummy and punk and like whatever. So then we're like going through all these things and I'm like, what about scum? And we're like, oh yeah, like lowercase s and like capital C-U-M. We're like, oh, it sounds so filthy. Let's do it. So this was a month after Akbar and, uh, in February, we had our first scum. It was the last Friday of the month, and it worked out. It's been the last Friday of the month ever since. We're going on two years now, and it's just been, like, growing. And it's so cool because, like, we didn't want to go into this trying to get, like, notoriety or, like, social status in the in the nightlife scene or anything. So, like, it really worked. And, like, it wasn't about us. It was about creating a space for the people who have felt the way we have felt. And it's just so special to both of us for that reason. Scum takes place once a month. But when the queers of color leave the club, shitty treatment is still waiting for them at other gigs and in their neighborhoods. So Ray and his friends Tiffany, Andrew, Cindy, and Amanda started a band called Causa, which obviously means that they have a cause. Honestly, like... To not be afraid to take up space, to show who the fuck you are, to, like, you know, be involved. Like, there are queer people who have been in the punk scene since the beginning of time, you know, like, the Screamers. There's a lot of bands that have kind of gone under the radar or who are adopted by, like, straight punks or whatever you want to call them. And, like, you know, they want to turn around and talk shit like, oh, you fag. And it's like, dude, you're rocking a germs patch. Like, calm the fuck down. Like, if you're really punking, you know your shit, you would know that Darby Crash was gay. Have you been bashed in recent years in the punk scene? You know, not directly, but I would say indirectly. You know, like, oh, let's book that band, like, because we want to make our lineup diverse. We're a bunch of machos, but, like, y'all can open. And I don't feel like it's direct, but it's definitely there. Like, you can feel it. Like, you know, like, people don't take you as seriously because you're queer. And I really feel that, like at least here in East LA or the surrounding neighborhoods, like punk is like predominantly male and it's very machismo. And I do hear a lot of genres crossing over in Casa, like Just Don't, that's like a really snot punk sounding song. And then you've got a Latin breakdown on QPOC. Yeah, honestly, like we love that little cumbia beat. It's kind of funny because like, even though it's a cumbia beat, like, I'll be voguing and, like, now, like, some of our sister punks are in the scene voguing, too. And, like, it's really fun. And with Just Don't, like, that song is supposed to be really genderfuck. So that's why I kind of do, like, you know, those really, like, femme vocals. And, like, Tiff is doing, like, these really, like, deep growls. We really try to bring a variety of, like, genres to our music because, like, we don't want to be subject to one category because I feel like being queer, that's kind of all you're ever kind of subject to. Like, oh, you're queer, just be queer. And it's like, bitch, I'm queer and I could do all kinds of things. Like, fall the fuck back. Besides throwing scum and being in Causa, Ray Sanchez is going to Cal State LA to become a social worker. I specifically want to work and give back to transgender people because... I feel like they're the 
least represented in the community, um, whether it be the gay community or in society as a whole. So I just feel like that is where like my passion would serve the best. So um, I'm going to be taking my first social work course with LGBT um, this next upcoming uh, semester in spring. I'm really excited because after that, I'll be starting my internship. So I know that I want to work with the LGBTQ population, but specifically transgender, because I just feel like, you know, although transgender may be a new thing in society, they've existed for a very fucking long time. And I know what it's like to be oppressed. And like, I just feel like with the right people who are empathetic enough to advocate for you, it will really make a difference. What makes you proud of being from East Los? Honestly, like, I love the aesthetic of being still kind of hood, but, you know, in my own way, I'm making it, like, queer hood. Because I'm very chola, like, bitch, if you have a problem, I will fight you. I'm not afraid. Like, I'm very loud. And sometimes I feel like when you're queer, you're just like, oh, my God, like, you know, you're afraid of a lot of things. And, like, you know, you need to stand up for yourself. So being from ASOS has really kind of given me that attitude that some other people might be lacking. I don't know. But in my experience, like, growing up, all my homegirls were chola as fuck. You know, I'd get my little mall picture at the end of the year. It's like, hey, you, K-I-T-T-T-Y-L. Hope you have a beautiful summer kind of shit. So... I'm just very proud. Like, I love it. Like, I really embrace my culture. I embrace my people. Like, I get a lot of my my sassiness from East L.A. I've created it. I've made it my own. But, like, I'm a tough bitch, you know? Like, fuck with me. Have you ever been in love with the cholo? Oh, my God. So many. <laughs> but maybe they didn't love me back. But believe me, I fucking... I've loved some cholos in my life. I still do. That was Ray Sanchez of Scum and Casa. To see his pictures of tea parties and scum shows, check out Noche de Jotiar on Instagram. And to hear more songs from Casa, look up Casa Punks on Bandcamp. I'm Chris Greenspawn. Thanks for listening to The Vacuum Seal. Vacuum Seal.